This is Harry Hog Football. On today's show, we talk about the game between the Washington Redskins and the Dallas Cowboys. And who called it? That's right. Not ESPN, not NFL Network, but Harry Hog Football and listeners like you. We talk about the game live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, y'all? Yo, yo, yo. What's happening? What is up? Welcome to a Hail. Hail victory. <laughs> Dude, you just, totally, you just totally clipped your Radio Shack microphone. <laughs> I did? Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> welcome to a glorious episode 140 um, where the Redskins... How about the Cowboys? How about the Cowboys? You I do have a gate, but I wasn't thinking I would need it. But then again, I should have known since the Redskins just beat the Cowboys that I would need every gate, every compressor. Dude, seriously, make yeah, a great big, put out a great big note and stick it on your wall. Cowboys week. Gate. No, compressor is what you mean. <laughs> Set the compressor. I Dude, I just turned on the compressor on your channel as soon as you clipped that mic. <laughs> well, let me do it again. Woo-hoo-hoo! Uh, actually, <laughs> actually, dude, it didn't take because apparently I have to stop recording in order to turn, turn the compressor on. Hello, Victory! Kind of cheesy. But anyway, uh, yeah. Welcome to episode 140. After the Redskins demise. Wait, no, I'm sorry. The Cowboys demise at the hands of the Redskins. I'm sorry. I was thinking like everyone else in the world except for us and our loyal listeners. Just remember, what's that guy that wrote, that guy that sent us the uh, that left the voicemail for us? What did he say? When we see a Cowboys fan, you got to play that dude. All right, you want me to play it right here? All right, hold on. Hey, it's Nick from Jacksonville. You know what's really cool to do now? Walk up to a Dallas Cowboy fan and say, wow, it sure is nice being 3-1. and one. And they look at you like, huh, because now we're 3-1 and one and they're 3-1. and one. They got nothing to say. Matter of fact, uh, they're not even wearing their jerseys. They did not wear them on Monday, and they're not wearing them today. Today's Tuesday. They won't even put their jersey on. It's awesome. Later. All right, thanks, Nick in Jacksonville, for that lovely voicemail. Nice. Yeah. Nice. But it now, wasn't. Would that ha- be Jacksonville, Florida, or Jacksonville, North Carolina? I don't know, but it wasn't half as nice as the Redskins marching into Big D and seeing that look on Wade Phillips's face when he was getting beat. Man, <laughs> man, Jeff. Well, I think not even so much as that because he always kind of looks a little bit befuddled. Because um, he is more or less a puppet coach. But Jerry but, uh, Jones, dude. And Jerry Jones on the sideline. Get all pissed off. Dude, that happened last year, too. He came down during halftime, and he was all, like, nervous and sweating it. And then Campbell threw that pick, and he was all like, yeah, I'm not the guy with this. And this time, no, sir. Did you see him on the sidelines, though, dude? He was, like, yelling at the players. He was like, play aggressive. We play aggressive, we win. Like, what are you doing down here? The funny thing was, though, dude, after the game, they showed Dan Snyder in the uh, locker room of the Redskins, and he said the uh-huh. exact same thing that Jerry Jones had said to his players. What? Yeah. How about them Cowboys? He's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like well, we're <laughs> What's that? I said, what? How about, them how about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Dude, that game anyway, was awesome. 
awesome win down in the Big D. Great way to close down their house. And uh, Nobody gave us a chance. No, Not a damn person gave us a chance other than us and Harry Hog Nation. Yeah, because you know that's our last game against them Hold in on. Texas Stadium because if they're lucky enough to play us in the playoffs, it's going to be in our house. Right. Um, speaking of dudes, we've always said since the beginning of the year that we needed to win at least one of those two games, this one or Philly, which I think this is coming into the end of the hardest part of our season. Yeah. Dude, what's Philly now? Like one and three? Two and two. Two and two. Oh, are they? If you look at it, dude. Although I'm not so sure they didn't get screwed in that Sunday night game on that last play. It kind of looked like the ball broke the plane. And, uh, you know. I'm glad it didn't. And, and and we'll get into the Philly game in a minute, but I was going to say uh, I haven't watched any Philadelphia games this year so far. Me so I don't know. I don't even know what we're up against, honestly, and that's shame on me. But I don't know. Well, we'll t- yeah, let's hold off on that for a little bit because we still got to talk about Robin Cowboys. Robin Cowboys. Yeah, let's talk about the game a little bit, dude. Seriously. First of all, let's break it down. The All right, no Jason Taylor. Um, Horton garnered a start, went in. Um, he and other safeties started playing quarterback because we were losing quarterbacks um, in the second half. Yep. And he proceeded to uh, get a pick, like, all nonchalant. He, like, just jumped the route, picked it, and put two feet in and just kind of trotted Dude, off he, the field like he like not even was a big deal. Dude, it looks like he just does that every day. I mean, uh-huh. it was just like this natural thing. It was like it was like he was like, "Oh, I woke up this morning. Yeah, rolled out of bed. I brushed my teeth. Went to the bathroom. Made breakfast. I made a pick. Uh, <laughs> ate lunch. I made a pick." Dude, it uh, looked like one of those interceptions <laughs> on Madden where you, the guys don't look like they're running quite right, where they like you know turn yeah. ninety degree angles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what it looked like. But dude, even even yeah. more than that, I was more impressed. I think than that interception. I was more impressed that after Sean Springs went out with the injury, who by the way blanketed To for the entire first half, blanketed To, uh-huh. and um, got all physical with him, got in there knocking the ball out and whatnot, made him start pointing fingers at his quarterback. Uh huh. And then um, quarterback. But anyway, when he went out. If you guys remember that one critical point in the game where Dallas had a chance to come back, and it was when T when um, uh, Springs and Smoot were out of the game at the same time, and I was like, "Crap, they're going to totally go after Carlos, Carlos Rogers. Rogers." And they and Carlos Rogers was on To for three straight plays. The first play, To or Romo, um, kind of overthrew To. All right. The second play, Carlos Rogers broke it up. Remember over on the sideline where he kind of jumped up and punched it out of his hands. From underneath, uh-huh. and the third play, he broke it up. And that was Dallas's three and out. That was like their Carlos Rogers test. And he actually held up. I was so impressed with that. He, yeah, he had a very solid game, especially stepping in there against Theo after, after the blanket had to go out with a calf injury. Yep. Which John was not happy about. John Springs just owned Theo in that game. Speaking of that, any word on, on that injury? I haven't heard anything yet. Um, tomorrow is Wednesday, and, and that's usually when you get the updates on the injuries. Um, the things I have heard on Redskins Radio is uh, Stefan Heyer probably will be out again. He reactivated his shoulder. 
on a uh, on a field goal kick, I think. So it looks like Jansen's going to have another start, who incidentally was solid. Wait, hold on, dude. Hold on. You hold on, John. Show them your old face. Time for the O-Line Report with John Adams. <laughs> <laughs> this week's O-Line Report, John Jansen looks like he's going to be starting again against Philadelphia well, um, in Veterans Stadium. I mean, the link. F- um, FYI, though, John, there is an injury report <laughs> update, and it's showing Stefan Heyer as being uh, questionable. Questionable is the word. And, and Zorn was kind of dancing around in his press conference. He was dancing around a little bit as to whether uh, Jansen would get another start if Stefan Heyer did come back uh, and was healthy enough to play. Um, if you guys noticed, they were able to run to both sides very uh, very well. They didn't stick it um, stick in there behind Samuels and Thomas as much. Yeah. Dude, if you noticed, they were basically able to do almost whatever they wanted. Yeah, pretty much. And it's... Yep. If you also notice, after the after the first quarter, after the first quarter when the uh, Cowboys had like two sacks and a bunch of knockdowns, the O line was stout after that. Yeah, they figured it all out, uh, made the adjustments, and they were able to protect. You know what I think um, part of it was? And I think a lot of that goes on Jim Zorn calling the the right plays with the uh, right protection package. Well, there's that, and then you know what else part of it was? Seriously, if you guys noticed in the first quarter. Every time the Cowboys made like a halfway decent play, like a stop for two yards or even three or four yards, the whole team would jump around like they just won the Super Bowl. I seriously think that by the third quarter, the Cowboys' defense was so tired, A, from the Redskins' ball control, like 38 minutes, and B, they used all their energy jumping around like idiots. Am I the only one that noticed that? It's like... Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not the only one because you know we in watching the game it was like the Cowboys would do like make make a play that they thought was good and they'd be like going crazy celebrating and jumping around and doing all kinds of funny stuff and then like you'd watch Clinton Portis and he'd have like a 13 yard run and he'd just get up and just drop the ball and just walk back to the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't. We got work to do. Yeah. Exactly. He's like he's like that'll be time enough for celebrating. You know when, when the scoring is done. done. <laughs> Well, continuing with the uh, the O line report, um, should we go ahead and talk about him now? Number sixty one. Do do we have to? Do we have to even talk? Seriously. About um, how about this? We just let's not even say his name. No, let's not even say okay. his name. We're just talking about the O line in general right now. In general, because okay. right. well, we'll, I think we're going to need him. that one because someone's going to give. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it may be a unanimous kick. I, th- I think it might be a, have to be a unanimous kick when we get to that point. Anyway, we've got some other areas of, to talk about. We talked about the O-line. We talked about the defensive backs. We haven't really said much about the linebackers. Um, linebackers are stout. They're stout. Um, Marcus, they, Washington, washed up. Marcus Washington's hurt again. Marcus Washington's hurt again. Marcus Washington was not healthy, and I, I, he hasn't pogo skipped once this year out there on the field. You know what I'm saying? He got called out by Troy Aikman, too. He's like, Marcus Washington's a good player, but he looks like he's lost a step. He said, yeah, that's what he kept saying, dude. I was like... Yeah, well, Aaron, I said that to you on the phone during the game. Um, 
before even before he gave up that touchdown to Witten. He's he's not playing 100 percent right now. He's a hindrance on the field. I think. Well, dude, let's talk about that touchdown to Witten because that should not have been left to Marcus Washington to be put in that situation. In my opinion, yeah, Marcus Washington didn't have the speed really to keep up with him anyway. Um, someone like Rocky McIntosh, maybe, maybe, but that's more of a safety that needs to take care of that. And the tackling on that was, was a little. I, I think something was just off. I think somebody missed coverage, or there was a, or the call was missed. You know, they, you know, I think there's somebody wasn't where they were supposed to be on that play. Yeah, and and you know, Witten, he led the Cowboys. He had seven receptions, which is a tie with Creighton and Owens, but he had 90 yards and a touchdown. And uh, basically, considering that, the Redskins did a really good job of shutting him down. They had a lot of different people covering him. It would either be a safety or a linebacker, or there might be two on him, the, the double teaming that was going on a lot. Um, and they were able to keep him under control and not give up a lot of underneath passes to him, which then a lot of that was because they were able to blanket Sean, uh, Sean Springs was able to blanket T.O. very well. Except for fantastically, actually. I mean, that was he was damn good at that. Man. The, dude, the only thing that T.O. got, and I kept yelling about it, he kept running that stupid little drag pattern across the middle, and they kept throwing it to him. They did it like five straight times. Dude, I was like, that seriously. was only on the first drive of the second half, where you knew the Cowboys were going to come back and make some kind of adjustment. But it was they the same pattern. To long and get them to do those outside routes. They well, basically, I think the Redskins were basically like, "You're not getting a long outside route, so you're just gonna have to keep running these little drags." And you know, after that drive, you know, they made the adjustments. They were like, "All right, that's what the Cowboys did at halftime. Now we're gonna control that," and they did until the end. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, I I got a question to prevent that was going on, but they didn't want to give up the head. Well, part of that, dude. you, at the end, when they were running that prevent, you got to give some credit to like Jason Witten because a lot of those plays, if it was any smaller tight end, they would have only been getting like eight nine yards on that. But he would like shed tackles like there was yeah. no tomorrow and ended up getting eighteen yards, or anyone else would have got eight or nine. And again, at that point, a lot of people, you know, we were, we were starting to get a little thin at uh, cornerback. Cor- Dude, we had I, mean, I know people like Reed Dowdy were being put in as cornerback. Yep. Which is why that interception by Horton was so huge, and those three plays by Carlos oh, Rogers. Man. There was two little series. That was fantastic. I'll, I'll tell you how huge that interception by Horton was. Well, just look at the scoreboard. <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying that uh, that you know the Cowboys would have driven on down and scored on that that run, but it could have happened. And then what would the score be? You know? Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm surprised they didn't they didn't try for a deep deep shot on that one. Right. I'm surprised they went for for that kind of pass. I thought they would really try to go to the house. Yeah. And speaking of that, how many times did we hear Lamar Landry's name? I don't think I heard it any. No, I don't I, think I did either. I heard it a couple times. I think you know. Um, he had one tackle the whole game. That's what I was going to say. Where he was, he, the reason was I think that he was kind of playing. He was kind of hanging back and watching. I think he was kind of told you have to be kind of another guy on T.O. or something like that. He was yeah, playing yeah. I wasn't bringing it up to be critical of him at all because he was back there playing center field. Yeah. And they weren't putting the ball anywhere near him if they could help it. Dude, no. he was playing safety in every, every sense of the word. Yes, he was. Yeah. 
and it worked. They had to respect that. But, but, but at the same time, you know what I got to say about our other guys is that, you know, because we did not hear Leron Landry's uh, name, that means that everybody was doing their job. Yeah. Exactly. It's kind of like back in the day when you wouldn't hear, it was like Daryl Green, you know, thrown at once, pass defended once. Right. And then they gave up because they were like, well, we can't do anything there. Exactly. Dude, you know who else stepped up in this game? Number 17, Jason Campbell. Oh yeah, dude. Except dude, he got he got out of a couple of situations that I thought for sure he was going to be sacked. Oh, I know. So on that one where he 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 kind of he, he stepped forward in the pocket. They were going uh, they were going right to left on your on your television, and uh, uh, he threw that pass that Santana Moss caught at like I think about the eight yard line, and he, he got two feet in and went out of bounds. Mm-hmm. The one where and, he just uh, put it up because Santana Moss was yeah, totally he just open. Checked it out to him. He was Totally open, and uh, you know, on that one there, it, I think it was Demarcus Ware got around and almost ta- almost sacked him, almost knocked the ball out of his hand. And Jason Campbell just made like the little smooth moves. He pulled the ball forward a little bit, kind of forward and dropped it down a little bit, and then stepped up and chucked it. Jason he's Campbell, been, he's been big smooth in every sense of the world. Word, it's like he's since, uh, since the second game. It's like he's finally learned that he doesn't always have to go backwards when someone's coming in, when pressure's coming in, that there's an actual pocket that he can step Dude, up yeah, into. Yeah, he's doing a great job of stepping up in the pocket. And letting his legs do, and when he gets rolled out a little bit, or he has, or the pocket starts to collapse, let collapse, let his legs do the, uh, let his legs make some plays. He's doing a great job of that. He let his and legs just, do the walking. Yeah, yeah. Do the talking. He's, He's just being instinctive, and it's really nice to see that. Mm-hmm. And once again, because you know, you guys know, he was throwing he threw a lot of picks last year. He had a lot of fumbles. One thing he talked about uh, today on Redskins Radio was that uh, one of the drills that's helped them a lot with that is, and you guys have probably seen bits of it on TV, is when they, the quarterback would get the ball hiked to him and he dropped back, and everyone's throwing those big pads at him. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. They said that, that doing that and trying to avoid the pads and move around and, and still hold on to the ball and make a play, he said that drill has actually helped him yeah. in that kind of situation, to hold on to the ball and to be mobile. Yep. Hmm. Well, he's definitely getting a lot better, dude. And you know who else had a big yeah. game? Both of our wide receivers had huge games. Santana Moss, as Antoine usual. Antoine Randall had two. Touchdown, except for one got called uh, back because of hanging brains. Yep. And <laughs> Santana Moss had like what over nine, nine or ten catches for over a hundred and twenty some yards. Santana Moss had eight for one forty-five. Dude, I, I think we're in good shape at wide receiver. I mean, and, and you know we got James Thrash in there as our third guy or whatever. I mean, and we Devin. totally made Newman bite on that touchdown. Totally, yeah. totally. When we were sitting there, I was like, good for James Thrash. I mean, because uh-huh. anybody deserves it, he deserves it. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, Dude. how long has it been since James Thrash has had a touchdown? Last year. Um, I think it was, was it last year against the Eagles? Did he get one last year? Yeah, I think so. Had, I think he had two in that game. But, but it's still, it's kind of few and far between. Yeah, he had a he huge game last yeah. year. He doesn't get a lot of shots thrown at him in the end zone, you know? What's yeah. his name? Um, Newman got burnt on two touchdowns in a row. You know, everyone was talking about 
the Dallas secondary, and people in the Dallas papers still think their secondary is pretty good, blah, 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 because they had all these guys go to the Pro Bowl last year, which, as we all know, is a fan vote, and so it's all a popularity contest anyway. But their secondary has been suspect for a few years. Henry is bad. Newman is not that good. We suck. And I'm glad we have a quarterback that can actually throw the ball and get it to these guys. They weren't doing any, they might as well not they might as well not even been on the field. Did they defend any passes seriously? <laughs> yeah, that's basically what Are you hearing that? Yeah. What? Hello Newman. Hello Newman. That's what it was. Hello Newman. Hello Newman. Newman. That's basically what James Thrash and Randall L were saying as they were going by him. And, you know, Chris Cooley didn't get a lot of throws to him. He went four for 28 in the game. But another thing Campbell said today in the interview, was he's like, Chris Cooley came up to him near the end of the first half, and he was like, this is awesome. He's like, well, I need to get you the ball more. He's like, because he only had one catch at that point. And Cooley was like, I don't care. I'm having more fun in this game than I've ever had in a game in my life. <laughs> because, you know, everyone knows they're going to get their due. James Thrash got a touchdown. Yep. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to get the ball thrown to him. And with Devin Thomas getting better and better, that's just going to be another weapon that they're going to be able to use. And speaking of other weapons, I think uh, I think Malcolm Kelly is uh, is hurt. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, speaking. Oh, dude. Because it's a day that ends in Y. Speaking <laughs> of the uh, of the media who all said that the Redskins didn't have a chance to win, I was interested to see what their response would be, and they're all basically like, "This is kind of like a fluke," and Dallas um, is still a much better team, and. Three well, out know, of four people. Hold on, dude. Three out of four people on NFL Network still say that the Redskins will be the one team in the NFC East not to make the playoffs. That's cool, mm-hmm. dude. Whatever, dudes. I got to tell you this about, and I call this true, uh, true Dallas fan confession. Isn't that what <laughs> backseat Dallas fan? Anyway, um, I was in the. Uh, that place called Golf Galaxy or whatever it is. Sloppy I went in there to pick up some tennis balls, like a bucket of practice balls. And uh and I'm checking out and I'm wearing like my redskin shorts and um the uh the girl behind the counter goes, Oh, you're a Redskins fan? And I said I said, Yeah. I said, Why? What are you I said, You like the Redskins? And she was like, No. She's like, I'm a Dallas fan. And I went and this was on Monday, okay? as in yesterday, uh-huh. <laughs> and I said, I said, oh, I said, so, uh, so what did you think about that game? I was trying to be nice, and she said, uh, she said, what? She said, all I know is that we, uh, th- we tend to kick you guys' butts, and I was like, did oh, you really? watch the game yesterday? <laughs> I was like, did you even watch the game? She's like, uh, no, and I said, dude. The Redskins Dallas game yesterday. You didn't even watch us smear you guys all over the field. <laughs> She's like, "Oh no, I didn't watch." I'm like, "You're not a real fan." <laughs> Pilar. 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 Josh just went up to her and went. That's so typical. Um, but anyway, she then she went on explaining me to me that she just moved here from Dallas and she lived in Dallas all of her life, so she truly was not a. Um, person that's just jumping on Dallas because they're a popular team. So she, she did grow up. With so them. she moved there 
She moved all the way from Dallas to get the illustrious job at Golf Galaxy. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. Anyway. Nice. Um, anyway, a shout-out to Dallas Chick at Golf Galaxy. Yeah, it sucks to be you. <laughs> Time to become a Redskins fan. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, okay. So, oh, another pro- point I have to bring out is Clinton Portis was like a man possessed in that game. Dude. Uh-huh. He was picking off like eight, nine, thirteen, fourteen yard runs, just bam, bam, bam. Oh, I know. You know another thing that was working. Speaking of that, and, and 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 playing off of that, something that was working really well in this game and has been working the last couple of weeks. The Redskins haven't had to convert as many third downs. They've been making first downs on second another down. first down, a first down to get like twelve yard pass, a first down to get like an eleven yard run. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Down. You're right. Or they've had like a, right they've had a bunch of like third and fours and third and sixes where yeah. it used to always be like third and nine or third and ten and stuff like that. Right, right. And it's third and four, and you can get a two yard pass or like a three yard run. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Once again, man, Zorn smells blood. He just attacks, attacks, attacks. Except at the end, dude. I was a little disappointed at the end when they just ran it the three times and took the field goal instead of going for that touchdown. Yeah, I, I, he said in the press conference he had a lot of basically that he said that he had a lot of faith in uh, giving up one score because he knew they'd have to get two. That he he wasn't super concerned. He wanted to run the clock as much as possible. He was he betting the odds. Instead of a one. He was betting he the odds out. on the onside kick there, and Dallas yeah, almost came down game. with it. Dude, that was yeah. that was close, too close for comfort. Mm-hmm. That was really close. And then, the replay of that was like, whoa. I know. And then I, I saw. Should, I think there should be a game where every team, every kickoff kicks onside every kick. Dude, when well, I saw them about kicked one offside. Dude, when I or saw the. Um, but that's that's just his normal kick. <laughs> when I saw that onside kick. And then I was like, they didn't get it. And then I saw the flag, and I wasn't thinking straight. And I was like, crap. What happened? What did we do? And then I was like, oh, they just kicked it out of bounds on the kickoff. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I was all worried for about five seconds because yeah. we were playing we in Dallas. all because the referees were bad. Oh, I know. Dude, speaking of, we might as well just go into it right now. Yep. Are you guys ready to just go into the kicks? Go for it. Absolutely. It's time for this week's Kicking the Balls Award. <laughs> Personally, I, personally, I liked my makeshift version of that last week since I had to record it on the fly. <laughs> oh yeah, that was pretty sweet. Oh yeah, you know it. It's time. <laughs> Ever so painful. Anyway, can I just go ahead and set up my kick in the ball award? Yeah, this will be quick. Kick in the balls. Go. All right. Okay. All right. This kick in the balls award is going to go to the one man that caused the Redskins. To get not one, but two touchdowns called back on the same drive. play. Two plays in a row. Yeah, not the play, yeah. On the same drive. Same drive. In the red zone. Dudes. <laughs> seriously. The first seriously. one was bull. <laughs> Speaking of the refs who missed like so many calls, it wasn't even funny. Like that Romo almost over the line. Um, 
you know, pass that he made downfield where there was complete holding on the, whoever was behind him. The dude was like holding him down on the ground from the Cowboys. Uh, it was uh, the one named King was getting held down on the ground. Yeah. Okay. They missed that. They missed the face mask penalty on Pac Man Jones. They missed uh, uh, this. Yeah, but you know what? The refs listen to Harry Hog football and they used to hear us joke. You held on a run. Yeah, he's got re- a reputation now. <laughs> They're they, like, you get, we got to watch this guy. Number 61. He, he should not be named. We got to watch this guy because. He likes to hold on runs. They missed that that BS call on Casey Raybach for holding, and they oh. didn't even throw the flag until after Clinton Portis was around the edge, about 40 yards away from Casey Raybach, who didn't <laughs> hold. He basically just missed his block and went to the ground and like tried to reach back, and he may have tried to hold, but he didn't get the guy. And then what did he do? Then he ran downfield or something when he wasn't supposed to be downfield. He was ineligible downfield by like a yard and a half. Yeah. He thought, I guess he thought Campbell was going to scramble. Yeah. Well, Campbell did scramble. And then he threw a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <But> see, <laughs> even with Cowboys fans like complaining about the game or whatever, and all you have to do is point out to them that after they took a timeout, they had 12 men on the field. <laughs> what? They had 12 men on the field after a timeout. Seriously, I know. What was that about? Did that, and did that coach, that defensive coach for <laughs> Dallas, just look like he was about to, he was, just had that look of, I'm so fired. Stewart? Isn't that his name, Stewart? I think so. He just had that look of, I'm so fired. I'm so fired. At first, going in, like, he looked really cocky in the first quarter, like, yeah, we're going to wipe you guys all over the and then yeah. he started watching him kind of like going, oh, crap. Then he started seeing him get sweaty and showing it, you know. He had like big pit stains all of a sudden in the third quarter. <laughs> Next thing you know, he had like a big soiled mark on the back of his pants at the end of the fourth quarter. And after that 12-man on the field call, he looked like this. I am Golden Eagle. <laughs> no, dude, after that after that 12-man on the field call, he had like, you know, blasted burned face from Jerry Jones's breath in his face, probably. <laughs> Dude, that's about the dumbest call you could ever get at a critical juncture in a game. After a timeout. <laughs> it wasn't like the Redskins were running some hurry-up offense and they were, like, all confused, running around, trying to figure out who was supposed to be in there. They had a timeout. Dude, yeah. Although, <laughs> although I, I rewound it on TiVo, and from the angles that I saw, I could not find 12 men. Um, but... Troy Aikman assured us, and he is a super cowboy, that there were 12 and you just couldn't see it on the screen. Yeah. And then Joe Yuck. Wasn't it Joe Yuck? There was like a Joe safety Yuck? way back Joe there. Yuck. Yeah, Joe, Joe Yuck. Joe Yuck was going, I don't see it. I just don't see it, Troy. Yeah, and speaking of that, um, I'm going to go ahead and give my kick because my kick is going to Joe Yuck, the biggest cowboy lover apologist announcer that in, in professional football. For any of the any of the any of the <laughs> for any of the networks, he, he makes Troy Aikman 
the only good thing about him is that he's paired with Troy Aikman, and it makes Troy Aikman be completely unbiased because even he can see how much Joe Buck strokes the Cowboys every time. I, I got to actually hand it to Troy Aikman. I thought he, he gave a pretty unbiased announcement. I mean, I, you, could tell that, does. you could tell there were a few times that he was gritting his teeth because he really didn't want to say what he had to say. But yeah, but he did, and and you know I gotta commend him for that because it would be easy to come in as a lifetime cowboy like he was and be nothing but yeah into the mic like when the Cowboys score or do something. Like that. <laughs> Dude, you know, serious? I mean, that's, we would be. That's what I would do. You know, if they hired me, you know what else? I'm sorry. You know, the risk of I'd be like, woo! Oops, sorry, sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> Dude, did you guys did you guys notice that? Throughout the whole first half, how many times Joe Yuck said that the Redskins had only won one out of the last 12 games in Texas Stadium? And I was like, dude, you're totally twisting this around. The Redskins have beat the Cowboys like four out of the last six times or something. Yeah. Did you notice that? Like, he, everything he would do would be pro-Cowboys. It wouldn't, he wouldn't look for, like, the good angle towards the Redskins. Like, the Redskins are, I think, you know, four or six or whatever in the last six games. Right. Or, or something of like that. He would always take whatever he fact he had and twist it towards the Cowboys' favor. And then he would have something like, like when they kicked a field goal, he's like, he is a good kicker. <laughs> I know. Well, about the Cowboys' kicker, he was like, he is a good kicker. He is a good kicker. Like, I don't, I don't even know what he was doing when he said it while he was saying that. He hasn't missed one yet this season, and he's had to kick three times. He's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, ooh. Ridiculous, man. Man, yeah. All right, so kicks, though. My kick, obviously, I, I, I gave a great big kick from the moment it happened to Casey Raybach. Yeah, that, um, that's an all-in-all all kick, yeah. I mean, you know, as far as any other kicks go, I don't know, dudes. I mean, you know, for, I, how about this? A first-quarter kick to Carlos Rogers. And then, and then we should look at game balls. <laughs> All right, dude. Yeah, because there's not that a holding play, dude. There's but not. He got called for holding. Yeah. Holding. He got he got burnt a few times in that first. You know, and I was like, Carlos Rogers is supposed to be that you'd see him running like two steps behind. I'm just like, come on. Yeah, he got called for holding because he had a piece of that dude's jersey, and then Whitmer scored the touchdown on the next. Yes, play, so, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But he made up for it. There he wasn't did. that much to kick in this game. There wasn't. There wasn't. There yeah. Wasn't the whole team stepped yeah. up. All the and, way down to listen, Durant. I just want to point Brooks. this out really quickly. I mean, as we segue into our game ball. Um, last week when we were talking about this, I think I made mention of when we kick off our special teams, we need to form a better wedge and, and, and have our guys follow that. And this week I actually saw it. We did that. We were <laughs> Our special teams were – we're actually forming a uh, – our receiving team was actually forming a wedge, and which allowed, uh, you know, Rock Cartwright to actually follow his blockers. And he, they weren't yeah. letting themselves get broken up and scattered to the four winds. I mean, they seem to do a lot better job at that this week. So I, it'll be interesting as, as we move on through the season. I want to see – hopefully they'll continue to get even better and better with that. Dudes, speaking of the special teams, does anyone besides me want to just see someone else returning punts besides – Randall L. Cause no, I do. I, you know, although I gotta say, I gotta say, there were a couple times where I thought he was gonna break it and go this week. 
But the thing about Randall Ellis, like if he doesn't have that open field, if he can't break free, he'll just dance all day long. And the thing is, he's trying to dance to make that break, but 98% of the time he's just dancing and not getting anywhere. Yeah, and I'm and, thinking yeah, he's going to fumble. It seems to me that we, you know, we need somebody back there who's going to charge ahead and be able to make those quick juke moves you know, when they have to rather than sit back there and dance around and then try to wait for a hole to open up. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's why I brought it up. Anyway, all right, dude, so are we ready to go into it? Thanks for ready to move into uh now, the coveted and ever-elusive Game Ball Award. It's time Game for the Game Ball Award. Brought to you by Preparation H Wipes. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, John, you want to start this one off? Yeah, I'll start it off. Um, I'm going to give a shout before I give the Game Ball. Um, I want to give a shout to Durant Brooks for... Uh, not screwing up the entire game. He had four punts. He averaged 46.3. He did have that one super long one. It was a bit of a line drop. The guy got down there and covered for him. Um, didn't have any problems with his holes. He dropped two within the, in the 20, about to the 10 or 8-yard line, I believe, something like that. Um, he had a very solid game. He's getting better and better, so I want to give him a shout. But not a game ball. My game ball to this game is going to uh, Santana Moss. Yeah. Dude, and, and it's a tough one because there are a lot of good players in this game. And, you get, and, and you know, he, I won't name the others because you probably guys are probably going to use them. He had a great uh, game. He did. Santa Moss. He did. He had a great game. He did drop one. I call him the yeah, Cowboy had, killer, You know, he almost had another one. He almost had a, a touchdown in the corner of the end zone on that fade, but he just couldn't quite get in bounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, eight, eight receptions, 145 yards. He, he was just eating that secondary for lunch, man. They they had nothing. They they had nothing. They couldn't stop him. Like always, At dude. All. Like always. And then, yeah, he always burns the Cowboys. And then he does that awesome with his arms. And he does the 21 with his hand. I think that's bad as hell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's hail. It's bad dude. as hail, man. Another one does that 21. <sighs> what about you, Josh? Dudes, I gotta again because I always tend to go towards the D. I gotta you know call out on some, some defensive players. You know, I think um, overall the defensive backs did a great job at um, at keeping Dallas at bay. Um, and you know, like I said with my with my first quarter kick to Carlos Rogers, I mean, I think he had a little bit of a rough start going in, but I think he found his rhythm and. Uh, you know, certainly when, um, you know, when Sean Springs went out and he had to step in and, and step up, uh, came up and was playing T.O. one-on-one, uh, you know, as far as size and getting in there and staying with him and being able to get in there with his arms and knock stuff out of the way and knock it down, dude, you got to give a shout to Carlos Rogers. It's, um, yeah. and for, right. for as much as we rag on Carlos Rogers, it was great to see in the last, you know, few quarters of that game that uh, that he came out and did that. He's getting better. His improvement the last few games has been marked. Yeah. Marked improvement. Marked. Market eight, dude. Market eight. Market eight. 
over the line. Johnny, over the line. How about you, Aaron? So is that who your game ball is going to? I'm going to give it to Carlos Rogers. Okay. Oh, wow. If you're okay. going to give it to Carlos Rogers, I was thinking about giving mine to him, but there's too many uh, There's too many other players to, that were – that's the thing. It's a really tough choice. I mean, there's so many people oh, yeah. that had such a great game to give this to. But the reason I think I just settled, I settled on Carlos Rogers is because typically I don't think I would ever give him a game ball. I just I've seen him do too many. <laughs> I've seen him do too many wrong things too many times now. You know, and do, yeah, do, do it now. And that's why I'm like, you know, for him to step in like that when Sean Springs was out and, and play like he did, you know, I think he deserves it. So that's why I'm doing it. Well. I was thinking about giving mine to him for the second week in a row. If you'll remember, I gave him one last week. But since you're giving him one, I'm going to have to give. I you did that last week, and I think I said, are you serious? I think I'm going to have to give one to Sean Springs, <laughs> even though he got injured and John was mad about the whole cramping thing. I was mad, but it sounded like it was a calf injury, not a cramp. <laughs> well, dude, I was, I was livid that anyone would get a cramp. Anytime a professional athlete gets a cramp, it means they didn't hydrate, and they should know better. Well, cramp so can be. It sounds like he had an actual calf injury. But a cramp can be compounded by an injury, like a, a taking a shot to the calf, too. So I mean, like, you know, you could have a little a little twinge of an injury going on that could cause cramping there. And I think, regardless yeah. of you know how much liquid you're putting in your body, I don't know. Yeah. I, I do think though they were saying there were there were a lot of guys that seemed to be dehydrated, and maybe they just underestimated the heat and humidity down there in the stadium, but. Um, but I think you're right, John. I mean, you would think that the uh, the trainers would stay on top of that for these guys. It's not like they're not getting paid millions of dollars or anything. But anyway, I'm gonna have to. Can't force them to drink. I'm gonna have to go ahead and give my game ball to Sean Springs for his unparalleled play on To. So much to the point that To cried and cried and cried after the game, saying that he did not get the ball thrown to him enough. And I think John or maybe Josh, I think one of you guys pointed out in a post that um, T.O. had the ball thrown to him a third of the time and that just because you can't catch the ball, just because you can't catch the ball, T.O., doesn't mean it wasn't thrown to you. Dude, I agree with you on that that game ball. And I think that that, that Sean Springs brought a little of that alligator arm mojo with him that we used to see from Sean Taylor. And, you know, I, there were a few times you'd look at T.O. and Sean Springs would be on him, and it, and it truly was. It's like he's got those alligator arms going. And uh, and it was good to see because it actually made me think, you know, made me think about Sean Taylor and, and missing him being in this game. T.O. also has yeah, nothing I to... I, I, that... Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, T.O. also has nothing to complain about since he dropped a touchdown pass. Again, against the Redskins. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. dude, that, yeah. he should have had that pass. There was no reason why he shouldn't have caught that. Except for that he sucks, like I always have said. <laughs> he can't catch. He's a receiver that catches like a cornerback. Come on. And you know what sucks about him bitching and moaning after this game was that it took a little bit of the, uh, the hype away from the Redskins. A little bit less attention towards the Redskins, a little bit more attention towards his whiny Michael Irvin type self. Yeah. Oh, speaking one of... One more thing dude. before we leave the uh, game balls here. we got to give a group game ball to the defensive line and the linebackers because they held the, 
to Dallas to 44 yards rushing. Oh, yeah, dude. The entire team. Yep. And that opened that up so much. That opened up all these double teams that they were allowed to put on um, T.O. since the uh, defensive yeah. line was able to hold the uh, How many Marion yards Barber. Did Marion Barber have? I think 42. Marion Barber had 28 yards on, or 26 yards on eight carries. That's it? I thought he had 42 yards. Oh, maybe he got knocked back. Uh, the team had 44 total. He had 28 yards. 26 Sweet. Yards. Dude, are you serious? But I also... That's like three yards, that's like three yards a carry, 3.3 or something. Dude, he was I, the only running back to run the ball. They never gave it to the rookie. Terrell Owens had two runs for 11 yards, and they're almost scrambled for seven. Dude, I also have to give a shout-out to our dog, Clinton Portis, because he had over 120 yards. And Clinton Portis was 21 for 121 that game, an average of 5.8 He kicked. He kicked. Yeah. Especially in the second half. Oh, yeah. And, and before I forget, somebody go out and buy Lorenzo Alexander some Tuck's medicated pads, please. How come? Didn't he have his butt up in the air and he moved it? And that's what... <laughs> off off I think he was trying to scratch his crack, like, with his, you know, with his butt pad or something. See, he must have thought they were talking to him when they were talking to Raybach about, put your butt up on here so Jason Campbell doesn't have to crouch down so low. He's like, he's like getting comfortable. He's like, crap, my butt's supposed to be up higher. Man, I got I got to wiggle my roller grind. I love I love that they actually showed it in slow motion of him. <laughs> hey, did you guys see the um, Did you guys see the the uh, article about Rock Cartwright? What he did at the end of the game about well, dancing some, on the star? Yeah, yeah, but he didn't do that. Some people say that what the one I, the first one I read said that he was just standing in the middle of the star and he looked up at the hole in the roof. And then Tank Johnson thought he was, like, trying to be all T.O. <laughs> there was, like, his arms all out, like, like Lori me standing on the star or anything like T.O. did. You know, the guy that's on their team now. I know, but we have to point out he wasn't on the team when he did that. And he's the first person to do it. And then they were ta- saying how Tank Johnson criminal uh, was calling, what was he calling them? Like, the Redskins, like, thugs or something? Or was that one of their Something fans? Like I don't remember. Yeah. But it was just all kinds of screwed up. It's like, what? Dude, the last Dude, person the that Dallas you... Cowboys. We're so classless. It was like, the last person that did that to your star, Not you invited him to your team. And then Tank yep, Johnson and was... that is so coming back to haunt them. It's only the beginning. This team is going to implode by the end of the year. And Tank Johnson, dude... Tank Johnson was talking about wanting to, uh, they said that someone had to hold him back from attacking quite possibly the smallest guy in the NFC. <laughs> Seriously. That's all I have to say about that. Anyway, do we have anything else to add about this awesome victory for the Redskins before I talk just a second? We can talk about this all night. Just, I need to talk just a second about the upcoming schedule because we were talking about how hard the beginning of the schedule is was we're coming out of it after the the um you know next game against the eagles which is going to be rough and we need to win if we can win that game dudes have you looked at the rest of our schedule for like the next five weeks it's 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 looking pretty uh you know there are no easy games in the nfl but it's looking pretty uh pretty nice considering having to play what is it three of the first five games 
in the division on the road. Yeah, after the Eagles game next week on the road, we're done with our divisional road games, all right? Then we got the Rams, who are turning out, yep. you know, I don't want to jinx anything, but I'm just going to say, we got the Rams, then we've got the Browns. Both, of, both of those games are at home, too, I might add. We got the Rams at home on October 12th, the Browns at home on the 19th. <laughs> then we got the Lions away who fired their general manager. And did you guys hear who took over for Matt Millen? The who? Did you guys hear who took no, over for Matt Millen? You didn't hear? Who? who? Martin Mayhew. What? Martin Mayhew? Is the interim. Martin Mayhew is the interim, interim general manager. Where are they now? <laughs> <laughs> and I went up to this Lions fan oh, and I was oh, like, oh, man. is it coincidence that you guys have all these former Redskins running your team and the Lions are still yet to win a game in Washington? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> all right, so then we got the Lions and then we got the Steelers after that and that's going to be kind of difficult. But And then we got the Cowboys after our bye week. Right. And then the Seahawks, then the Giants. And, and that's then, at and then it gets a little bit harder the Seahawks there. Seahawks are just going to keep getting better and better because their top two receivers are going to be coming back from injury next week. I'm just saying, though, the middle part of the schedule for over the next four or five games is going to be the easiest. Not, I don't want to say easy, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. We actually – Yeah, that's all I'm going to say about it. So it's looking pretty nice for us for right now. Anyway, moving forward, dudes. Next <laughs> right. game before – yeah, next game is a huge game Eagles. at the Eagles at one of the crappiest places to play in the NFL. Eagles. The it may Eagles. not be the most hated team because we hate the Cowboys one day one else, but definitely the most hated fan base. Oh, yeah. The biggest a-hole in professional sports. Mm-hmm. But I, ha- I have heard, dude, that there is a possibility that uh, Brian Westbrook will not be playing, and I would welcome that. He always that, has huge games. I don't games think there's a player that's more important to his team as an individual than that Brian Westbrook is to the Eagles. What? They are so much less of a team without him. Dude, what about T.O.? Hopefully our dudes will get um, rested up and focused on this game with the Eagles and not revel too much with this Cowboys victory. Yeah, yeah, I think I think they will be. I have a good feeling. I like what Zorn's doing, and I like I like the direction the team is going in. And, and I, I don't think there's a Redskins fan who would disagree with that right now. Not to mention, I kind of like the fact that the media is still saying that the Redskins suck. Yeah. Yeah, let them say it. Let, let us be underestimated. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. It's cool with we me. We do have to watch out. Don McNabb is back from his injury, mm-hmm. uh, from a surgery. He is looking a lot better. He's looking, you know, at the end of last year, he started playing a lot better. He's been playing well this year. Um, but, yeah, if Westbrook is out, that's a very, very big difference. Uh, Coral Buckhall, there is no Ryan Westbrook. Would you welcome it as much as I would? Would I welcome what? I would welcome Brian Westbrook into my living room to watch that game with me next week. I think 
I would too, because he seems like a pretty funny guy every time I see him in an interview. He seems like a really cool guy, like a really like a cool individual. I don't care about that. I don't care about that, dude. I just know that if he's in my living room watching the game, then he's not on the field, and I don't want him on the field next week. <laughs> anyway, dudes, Redskins Eagles next week. It's going to be a huge game. Um, I don't have an Eagle sucks flag to put out for extra power, but we'll have to try something. Pull it together. You can always sing the sing the song. Die Eagles, die. Dong 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 dong. The Eagles die on the road to two and three. <laughs> Anyway, right. anyway, hopefully we'll weather that storm and come out with another W. And uh, what else do we have? Um, Tom's trivia. Tom, you took the week off, man. We didn't get your trivia this week. We got an answer we from didn't... last week, but I guess we'll let Tom. Well, well, you know, I think it is with Tom. I don't know if it's, he's still celebrating the victory over Dallas or, or, um, or if it's because we've been so slack. And take it so long to record every week. He's like, ah, I don't need to send it in yet. Yeah, he probably thought he had a few days. It's probably what it is, but I guess we'll have to postpone until next week. The Tom's trivia. I did um, see. I guess we can postpone the answer from last week at the same time, man. Yeah, we'll postpone it. I did see a, a post from Tom that said right at the end of the game he had his daughter go outside on the porch and play "Hail to the Redskins" <laughs> on the trumpet, and a bunch of neighbors were coming out and clapping and stuff. So that's pretty that cool. Was So anyway, what else do we have after that? Josh, it's your yeah. segment. You, me? Are you ready for it? Yeah, go for it. I'm good. Where are you now? Where are you tonight? Who the heck are you anyway? All right, dudes. This week... Washington Redskins, where are you now? Goes out to an offensive lineman. You ready for this? Jim Lachey. Anybody care to guess? Let me give you some hints. Jim Lachey. Who this was? He played for the Washington Redskins from 1981 to 1990. Jeff Bostic. Ended up finishing his career off. He played a year with the Chargers, and then he played with the uh, Cardinals for two years. Guesses? Jim Lachey. You wore number 73? None? None? (laughs) 1988 Pro Bowl selection. He's one of the 70 greatest Redskins. Who did you say, John? I said Mark May. Mark May! That's who it is! I was just Mark wondering May. why when he said Mark May, you didn't say it was right because I couldn't think of anyone else. That, that I didn't hear him say it. Then I was like, did he say Mark May? Did he say Mark May? Um, Pilar. 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 Mark May now, I think apparently he still works for, uh, he's doing some broadcasting. He works for uh, TNT. Um, he did some stuff uh, in the late 90s, I think, for CBS Sports. But uh, Pilar? TNT and CBS Sports. 
He's doing a bunch for ESPN. I was going to say. Now he's working for ESPN, doing doing analysis work and stuff for those guys. Um, for college, 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 right? College, college football. football Live. That's right. Um, but he's he's also um, uh, he also did some NFL Live um, work. Uh, I think he did the two, 2007 draft and stuff. Um, and just so you guys know, he has written a book called Mark May's Tales from the Washington Redskins. Sweet. I'm going to have to check that out. Um, it talks about all of his experiences with the Redskins. If you guys so, want uh, that book, go through our website to Amazon.com. I'm sure they have it. Yep. Pick it up on Amazon.com. Um, through our website. Yeah. Go to here. Go to Go to HarryOgFootball.com and uh, there's a little Amazon link. Just type in Mark May's Tales from the Washington Redskins. It would make a great Christmas gift, Halloween gift, Thanksgiving gift, all those things that are coming up. Um, anyway, there's a plug. So, Mark May, congrats. Where are you now? Good to see you still around. One of the 70, 70 greatest Redskins. Yeah. That's it. All Congratulations, right. Mark May, for being the Where Are They Now of the Week. And, dudes, I think that pretty much about wraps it up for this week. Um, it was a huge win. Every time we win a divisional game, it equals about a win and a half. And every time that divisional game's away against their divisional opponents, add another half to that. So it equals about two wins. And then every time it's against Dallas, you got to add another one. That's the equivalent of, like, three wins and, and one right there, dudes. What is in my opinion, the winning against Dallas in Dallas is the equivalent of about three wins. Dude, you're giving Dallas way too much credit. That's like a half a win. No, I'm just talking about how much that, <laughs> how much I care about them beating Dallas. Oh, okay. To me, right. it, oh, equals, it equals three wins against the Cardinals, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, yeah. As far as, <laughs> as, far as how much we Dude, care I'd about like them. like 10 wins against the Cardinals. Seriously. About 25 against the Lions. Well, Josh <laughs> said that it equals a half a win to him. No, I'm saying you what I'm saying too, as far as saying, <laughs> as far as saying, you can't give Dallas that much credit. Like you're saying, it's like ten wins when we beat Dallas because they're so good. That's not what I meant, dude. I know, dude. I understand now, but you can understand where I was a little confused, a little disoriented. Too. Nice. All right, we wrapping this thing up. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I guess it's about that time. So uh, we'll we'll be back with Tom's preview next week. No worries, Tom deserves a vacation as well. We did get an answer. We're going to hold that till next week. Uh, actually, we had a couple people that called in. We appreciate all your phone calls. We will let you know. Sit on the edge of your seat. Uh, we will let you know who who got the correct answer first next week. Could it be David in Michigan? It could we'll be. Find out later. It could be a lot of people. Could be a lot of people. We appreciate uh, appreciate the uh, other vo- voicemails that we got. We got that voicemail from, uh, oh, yeah, you already played that, down in Jacksonville. Um, <laughs> Dude, we got an email. the other one was from me reminding uh, John that Roberta called and said to bring home some milk. So. Dude, we got an email from some dude in Greenwood, Indiana, which I think is not too far from where I am. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He's, he, I'm getting ready to put him on the map. I hope we get that done. That's right. We'll put you on the map. Excellent. Anyway, dudes, as always, hail to the Redskins. And especially this week, more than any other so far this season, if you see a Cowboys fan, joke on! Joke on!